With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Jesse Pittsburgh. I'm Freak. And I'm Micro. And we're zombie holics. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> Anyways, we'll go with it for now. All right, how was everybody's week? It was a good week. Got a new phone. Oh, nice. Yes, awesome. Brand new phone. What did you get? Got the uh, the Droid Turbo. Okay. And it's it's sweet. It's one of those uh, huge battery. I I usually have to charge my phone two or three times a day just to make it through because I'm always a pretty heavy cell phone user, and it's. It's lasted me an entire day on one charge, so I'm real happy with it so far. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm an iPhone person. I'll be upgrading soon. Uh, I want the 6 Plus, yeah. 6 Plus. That's I got little hands. I don't know how... I can't use one like that. I'm sure my hands are smaller than yours. <laughs> <laughs> I find it amusing if phones went from big to small, now we want them bigger again. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, my son told me when I bought him his... I think he got like the HTC One X or something like that, and he's like, "It's not a phone; it's a phablet." And I'm like, "What the hell? Phablet? New word? <laughs> I know." But I was like, "Whatever. If that's what you want to call it, it's." <laughs> I call the kids iPods their phones, and they're like, "We don't have a phone." So yeah. Well, unfortunately, I just got back from Pennsylvania because my grandmother passed away. But um, I do have a funny story about that. Um, we had went to, we had got a call from the funeral home to come pick her up because she was cremated. So we went to go get her and then we go back to my aunt's, my other aunt's house and my mom and her sisters had each gotten a little bit of her in urns, you know, little tiny urns. And she was going to give me and a couple of my cousins each some of my grandmother so that we could put it in an urn as well. Plus I'm supposed to scatter some of her ashes. So, um. She gives me a Ziploc bag, tells me to hold it open, pour some of my grandmother in there. And um, so I double bag her, right? A double bag her. And then I'm like, um, are you going to give me some kind of paperwork? Because I have to drive to Virginia. And if I get pulled over with a baggie that looks like it's got some Colombian cocaine in it, <laughs> and I try to say it's my grandmother, <laughs> I need some kind of documentation. So my aunt's laughing her ass off. And she's like, oh, my God, I didn't even think about that. I was like, yeah. So she gives me a paper from the funeral home stating that that is my grandmother's remains. So I just thought that was pretty funny. Could you imagine that that cop if I got pulled over? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was something funny out of, a, out of a really stressful and sad week. You know, I haven't thought about it, but I have a stuffed animal from Build-A-Bear that has the ashes of one of my dogs inside of it. Oh, you told me about that before. So, I never thought about it like that. If that was found by the cops, what they would think yeah. initially. I know at first, exactly. I know eventually they'll find, realize what it is. Right. Well, I just, I was like, come on, really? I mean, seriously, she's sitting on my dresser up there in a plastic bag right now. <laughs> and before we went to, my sister, my mother, and I went to a comedy show tonight. And before I was getting ready to leave, I was like, 
wonder if I should bring Nana with me. <laughs> I was like, she might enjoy that. And my mom said, she'd said the same thing, so it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, we're a little demented. So, but everybody else had a good week. I'm glad to hear that. Um, I took off Tuesday, and we went and saw Home. Oh, was oh. it good? Yeah, that was awesome movie. It's kind of... Um, what I expected, everything that I I was thinking, okay, this is what's going to happen next, and right, yeah, it's predictive, but just the way um, Jim Parsons acts on Big Bang Theory, mm-hmm. then this character that he voiced on Home just made it a perfect fit. They just. Yeah, it it looked like a really cute movie. We had actually won tickets, like pre-screening tickets for it, but that was the week that my van decided to break down, so we didn't get to go, but I think eventually I'll take the kids to go see it. But anyways, what's everybody drinking tonight? I went with the 400-pound monkey. Oh, is that an IPA? Oh, Yes, it is. It's interesting, and I don't think it's something I'll get again. Does it have bananas in it? No. No? Well, if it does, I... I don't know. It's Rocky Mountain water, malted barley, malted wheat, hops, and yeast. Oh, okay. And it's called 400-pound monkey? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> okay, then. It sounded interesting. Um, it's like, oh, let's give it a try. That'll do. I'm drinking some Bacardi coconut rum with some Pepsi. There we go. I'm just uh, sticking with water tonight. I uh, feel a little bit less than uh, 100%. We went from beautiful 75 degree mm-hmm. weather on Sunday to less than three days later. It's uh, snowing and cold and miserable. So. Yep, it was it was snowing when I left up there yesterday. Well, I got home at 4 o'clock this morning, but we hit snow all the way through Somerset and um, and on down a little further, like almost to Maryland. But then you, you, I was driving, and you could see, like, the temperature was, like, in the 30s, like, up in Pittsburgh, and then as I'm driving down, like, when we got home, it was, like, 55 degrees, and it was, like, like I said, it was 4 in the morning, <laughs> so it got warmer. It's it's chilly down here, though, because when I left last week, it was 83 degrees here. Whew. It better get back here, because I, I really don't like cold. Yeah, it was Iowa weather. <laughs> It's been going back and forth from nice. I think to- I think everybody is this year. It's weird. It's a weird spring. Yeah, very, very weird. So let me see. We have what we have going on this week. Um, Freak, you wanted to talk a little bit about self-driving cars when in the apocalypse. So do you want to enlighten us on that topic a little bit? Okay. Well, to start off, I've been seeing articles about cars that eventually will be driving themselves and Tesla is putting out an upgrade later this year that will let their cars drive at least on the interstates by themselves I think it's I wouldn't like, like that yeah that would be great no I don't even like cruise control I need to be in control of my vehicle at all <laughs> times I did not use cruise control all the way to and from Pittsburgh Jesus I my foot was on the gas the entire time. I have to control it. I think that no. <laughs> before we have flying cars, we need to have self-driving cars. 
I don't trust. Yeah, I don't think we should allow humans to fly their own cars. So, if we're gonna like have flying cars, which they are working on, then we need to have get down the computer, the cars driving themselves first. And they're doing a pretty good job. I think Google has one that drove across the um, country. No accidents, just fine. I think it was about 90% of it was the car driving itself. All right, well, my question is, okay, if this happens in the apocalypse and we have self-driving cars, I think that even if the car can drive itself, it's going to run into the same problems we're going to have driving in a vehicle during the apocalypse. Um, Running over zombies, that's not going to last for very long. I know this because we had to run over a already ran over deer last night driving home. Didn't see it coming. My sister didn't warn me. She was in front of me driving. And, wow. Hitting a person, if it feels like hitting a deer, that's crazy. Like, the bump you get from that. (laughs) But I think a self-driving car would, like, you know, have the same problems. Well, I think they're able to avoid collisions better than a human would be. I think well that's probably true but what about like the interstates are like flooded like on the walking dead you see and there's like no way to get down the interstate because there's cars everywhere well see that's I was thinking with the different pros and cons the pros the car would be driving itself so even right. if the person turned if the driver was bit and they turned while driving they wouldn't crash which is probably what cause causes the jams on the highways yeah, partially. All shows and movies, it's somebody crashing. Be- most likely because they got bit, or maybe they hit a zombie, or tried to avoid hitting a zombie. But if right. all the Makes cars... Sense. Maybe if all the cars, or maybe most of them, are self-driving, then they'll avoid the zombies without causing accidents, because all the other cars will know what's going on. Okay, so but would- with these... Do these self-driving cars, do they, like, just operate just, like, kind of like cruise control does in a car? Like, did it say how it works, or is it, like, through an internet system or something like that? Because that could be a problem. I haven't looked into it that much. I've, the articles I've read haven't, <laughs> hasn't went into how they work. But okay. it probably involves the collision detectors. And so two cars next to each other, one's moving, start moving over, the other car, mm-hmm. its collision detector will also realize the other car's there. It's coming towards you. Okay. Them. Okay, so kind of like the backup cameras that some cars have these days. Yeah. How it, like, beeps if you're near, like, a tricycle or something. Right. It's a combination okay. of the, the, the collision avoidance system for what's right or directly around it and GPS for actually navigating on where it's intending to go. So as long as those, as long as the GPS satellites are still in orbit and it's still getting a signal, and the collision avoidance systems on the car are still okay, it should work theoretically. Okay. So I wonder if this would be, like, how many years away is this supposed to happen? That these are, I know they're probably already out, like as far as like a, like an example car or whatever they call those. Tesla is putting through an update this summer on their electric cars that will let them drive at least on the interstate. Okay. So that not in a residential area or anything yeah. like that. Okay. I know the plans eventually are so you can have your car drop you off at work 
and then show up when you get off work so it'll be there to pick you up that's just so weird I just want to know who's going to be brave enough to do it the first time yeah really yeah that's a good question because I know me I'm old fashioned with the car I I want to drive the car (laughs) I don't want the car to drive me I don't even like being a passenger in a car, let alone let a car be in charge of me. Right. I'd be the second person to drive it, no problem. I just don't want to be the first. (laughs) Well, I like to read. I don't mind long road trips. I'm just, if I can just sit back in the car and read, let the car do its job. Hey, I have no problem with that. I would be, I would be the one that's like watching everything that's going on and like checking the mirror, like... I would probably still have my hands on the steering wheel and my foot on the gas. <laughs> your insurance will be the one that goes up. No, it won't. I have zero tickets and zero accidents on my driving record. Well, everybody else's will go down because <laughs> they're letting the computer drive their car. Right, probably so. Probably so. That's fine. I'll pay extra to be in charge. I think even a couple <laughs> years ago, then Google had some out on the roads. and All the accidents were caused by somebody else driving their own car hitting their test car that was driving itself. That's crazy. But so then, I was also thinking what other effects this could have on the zombie apocalypse. Because one source of scavenging goods, as you're, if you're traveling between towns, are all the abandoned cars on the highway. Okay, yes. So if there's not a huge traffic jam, because all those cars drove away, people walking... Across the highways will have a harder time surviving because there will be less food, water, whatever that they could have gotten from those cars. Well, it also could be you're going to be fighting for food with way more survivors as well. You know, if these could avoid the, like you said, avoid the traffic jam accidents and all that, you're going to have more people fighting for your food and other supplies that you need. You know, if this car is going to save their lives, you never know. And on the same count, then, you probably have less zombies in these areas because a lot of the zombies on the interstate will be there because they got out of their car because they couldn't drive any further and they got attacked. That makes sense, too. Micro, you have a input on that? I'm just thinking because this, this starts to lead into my nightmare that uh, that Freak decided to give me about uh, vehicles traveling along with zombies in them. Especially gr- gr- yeah. buses. Yeah, that, uh, that I still haven't gotten a good night's sleep since then. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> That's his job. <laughs> yes, I was going to bring that up next. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he brought it up have, for you. He yeah, brought yeah, it up for you. Cars, you'll have the cars with zombies in them, driving to their destination, and then the zombies will probably be trapped inside. They won't be able to open the car doors themselves. But well, if you have a people on a Greyhound bus, it might be self-driving as well, but those doors will open themselves when they get to their destination. Oh, it'd be like the walker bomb at the prison. <laughs> Pull up somewhere and then psh, and like 50,000 zombies come out. I suppose your biggest problem <laughs> will be if you're at a bus stop. So yeah, if, yeah, that's if not true. too near one, then it shouldn't be too big of a problem. It's like, I know where the local bus stop is here in Des Moines. Oh, there's a river between me and it, so I shouldn't be too oh, you're good. bad off. But there's also 
rural points that the buses stop at for food, gas, and everything. That right. Could, right. It could cause an influx of zombies where normally there wouldn't be. And that, that brings up an interesting point. That's That's going to be, if this happens, a big transmission vector for the virus, especially in the early days. You have one person that gets on a, on a self-driving bus that's infected and it, they turn on the bus, there's no bus driver to pull over and stop it. So it's if it happens on the West Coast and it's driving to the East Coast, by the time it gets there, even if that's the only transmission source that went from West Coast to East Coast, you're going to have presumably 50, 60 people, 60 zombies getting off that bus, and that's that's going to be tough to contain. Yeah, especially if, you're, if it's like a Greyhound bus or something, you get off at a, at a huge hub... I know we have one downtown here and there's several people, you know, waiting and several buses there. So you open up that bus door and you're going to infect all those other people that are at the bus stop. That's crazy. What about trains? Self-driving trains. (laughs) If it's a cargo train, that would be okay. But if it's a passenger train, that would be a lot of zombies. An airplane. Yeah, I think that'd be a problem we would already have on the trains. I don't know if you need somebody to open it, though. Mm, I don't know how that works, either. Depends on where it's at, too. If you if it's a train here in the States, that's one thing. It takes it takes hours to get from place to place. They're, they're faster, but they're still relatively slow. If we're talking internationally, if we're talking in Japan with the bullet train... Oh, yeah. That could get from point A to point B with zombies on it before anyone even has a chance to recognize... Hey, this is happening. We need to do something about it. And yeah, there's, there's no every, time to do anything. Yeah, everybody that noticed would soon be a zombie. Exactly. Right. Have you thought about it happening in an airplane? Kind of like World War Z. Ugh. No, just being on an airplane when it happens. No, you be- you 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 are not getting out. No, oh, yeah, <laughs> you're not getting out. As long as it's not the pilot, though, right? Be safer for every. Well, no, when it because it would crash. It was the pilot. <laughs> it would crash. Yes, it would. So that kind of take care of itself as long as you're not on the plane, right? What other benefits do you think a self-driving car would would give us in a zombie apocalypse? I mean, getting from point A to point B may be easier. Um, so, therefore, getting supplies may be easier, even though you're still going to have to clear a building or be aware of your surroundings. But what other... I'm trying to think what other benefits it would give us. Well, I think that once there's more self-driving cars, or once there are self-driving cars, as they become more plentiful and people are using them more, then gas stations will become more automated. Because if you're driving down the highway asleep and your car needs gas, it can pull over, fill up, and it can charge an account you have and just get back on the road. So that might make it easier just for yourself if you need to fill up your car. So you you don't have to physically get out and fill your car up? That's what I think is going to happen. Okay. I don't know how well this will work out, but just makes sense. That's got some implications. I would be pissed if my car overdrew my bank account and I didn't know about it. <laughs> that would be funny. Well, I think it would be able to see what your bank account is and not be able to take money out. 
be like, damn That's it, true. my car bought all kinds of damn songs on iTunes. <laughs> 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 my car was watching porn again. Yeah, that's your car. That's an episode title right there. <laughs> there we go. There we go. But yeah, I mean, that might be. I don't know. I don't. I just still don't like no self-driving car. I want to drive my own shit. I don't want anybody else driving me around. Well, I'm but sure you'll be able I to guess, drive it yourself. Well, I'm guessing they could make if they did like automated gas stations. They could like be. It could be like when you go to like the car wash, and they could have like something that comes down and like unscrews the gas cap. And then, like, a, a gas pump can just be put in there. I mean, they could make it automated, like the gas station itself. Yeah. You know, so... And it could be, like, a drive through thing. You know, like, when you go to the ATM, the drive through ATM or something like that. I better patent this shit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine what all this could do for for cargo transport, not even just in the, in the apocalypse, but today. Mm-hmm. You've got, you've got settlement A and settlement B and you need to get medicine whatever from A to B you throw it in the back of the car program it zombies aren't going to bother it more likely than not because there's no people in it they, the noise might attract them but other than that it'll it'll go on its merry way it'll stop where it needs fuel and back and forth no human contact yeah and at least Teslas are electric cars so Right. Even, right. So they're they they're not even they're not even hybrids. Then they're just strictly electric cars. Just or electric. Are they? Okay, they're, I didn't know that. It's a beautiful car. I want one so badly. I need to look these up. I don't know what they look like. Yeah. Right. Maybe we'll have to post a picture on Zombie Anonymous on Facebook. I'm sure I'm not the only one that doesn't know what they look like. I don't think I've actually looked to see what they look like. They're a good-looking car, and there's so much space inside because you don't have any of the traditional mechanics. Basically, you've got the the motor, the yeah motor. It's not an engine; it's a motor. The motor in the back, and then you've got storage space for in the trunk. You've got sport, storage space where the engine would go. You don't have any of the drivetrain, transmission, anything like that for a hump in the middle. So it's it's very very spacious. There, I, I got a chance to sit in one. A few months back, and if I if I could afford it, I would buy one tomorrow. Oh wow! I know that the next one they're working on is going to be about thirty thousand dollar car. So yeah, they're, not they're as not, bad not as bad the hundred thousand that they are right now. Oh wow, that's expensive. My ass can't afford one of those either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so do we have any more to add on the on the self driving cars or? Any more transportation questions you might have or, talk, you know, comments? Well, I didn't think about it before, but city buses could transport zombies all over town because they'd be programmed to make their rounds. And so they go from one stop to the other, open doors, zombies could get off, zombies could get on. That's true. <laughs> from stop to stop. <laughs> You know what's sad is they probably wouldn't look any different than if they were regular people getting on and off the bus. (laughs) Just because we have a bus stop close by here, and oh my god, the people that are standing outside there at all times of the day and night, it's scary. (laughs) And some of them walk around like zombies, so... Yeah, not even the the smell will change much. No, probably not. (laughs) Probably not. 
The conversations might be a little bit better, though. Yeah, maybe. Moaning. <laughs> I can't believe we brought, brought this all the way full circle into having zombies take public transportation. I rode the bus for... Oh... Just about 15 years at my job till they moved me out to different side of town. So it's like, I know all the different... I usually have my headphones on so I didn't have to listen to people. I can imagine the kind of craziness that goes on on a city bus. I mean, I've only had to really go on one like maybe once or twice and I will not miss it at all. No. <laughs> Let me just no, say no. that. No, I don't, I don't need that in my life. I'm just saying. But, alright, well I had another question. This is not on the same topic or anything like that. I was just wondering. I don't, like I said to you guys earlier before we started the podcast, um, I don't know what your tape, take is on the paranormal, but I do believe in ghosts and spirits and all that stuff. And I just wonder, like, if there was a zombie apocalypse, would we have a bunch of ghosts running around here, too, you know, to deal with not just zombies, but, you know, weird shit happening because, you know, poltergeists and all that. You know, you don't know what kind of person each person was, and all these people are dying tragic deaths and becoming zombies, you know, so most of them are going to probably stick around. Usually people that die tragic deaths usually have a ghost or a residual haunting or something going on. I don't think there's anything, such thing as ghosts. Okay. I also just don't like the title paranormal. If it can Why? If it can happen, it's normal. Anything that happens in our world is just normal. It's the way things work. Right. It's like saying it's paranormal seems makes it seem like it's different than normal. Well, well it is because it's not a scientifically proven fact. I mean, I've I've personally had experiences, paranormal experiences at that. Um, I've went ghost hunting and we've picked up some crazy shit, you know, some stuff that you're like, whoa, you know, I can't believe that just happened. And we had all that fancy equipment and stuff like that. A friend of mine has a paranormal investigation group and, you know, he has all these crazy gadgets and stuff. So, you know, I personally believe in it. I know not everybody has had experiences or, you know, you'll see something out of the corner of your eye and be like, oh, that was just me seeing things, you know. Everybody has their own experiences. I've had my own experiences. And you don't believe? No. I used to when I was younger. Tell me a story. Tell me a story. Well, I remember one time, there's a house that my friend said was haunted. And I remember driving past it one day, or trying to go show it to somebody. And it was gone. It just wasn't there. The whole house. The whole house. There's a trailer that wow. the people who own the house live in that was there. And as mm-hmm. I remember it, the trailer was still there. Months later, when I was going by there, the house was back. That's weird. Now, I'm not that familiar with that side part of town where it's at. So I could have just been lost. It was dark out anyway, so I may have seen a different trailer and assumed it was the same one. Could have been David Copperfield's house. <laughs> <laughs> Even recently, I was woke up in the middle of the night, 
and I saw what looked like a shadow figure move across my the foot of my bed. Mm-hmm. The next morning when I woke up, my daughter was laying in the bed across the foot of the bed. Oh, well, so that's what I, different. What I saw was her at the foot of the bed laying down. Right. And it's like, so just because you don't know what something is doesn't mean it's supernatural. Right. I understand that. I'm willing to play devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can look at it in as the ghosts are smart. And they give off people, give off their impressions or whatever and let people know that they're there. And maybe science just doesn't know that they're there because when they go trying to record, the ghosts realize what's happening and they don't want to be found out. That happens a lot, actually. I was I was talking to my friend that has the investigation group. He said he said that when we started an investigation, he goes, "Sometimes they see that we have cameras and they realize that we're speaking to them directly, and they're not used to that. They're used to people going about their business and them occasionally being seen or heard or stuff like that. Because a lot of times they don't. He said they don't want you to talk to them. You know, the ones, especially like he said, the bad ones. They don't." They want to scare you, and they want to do what they want to do, and they don't want to talk to you. I, so, I mean, that's what he said to me. Yeah, see, I can I can understand if they wouldn't want to be seen, and they hide themselves from the people who right, right. prove them, that they're there. Because once we find, once there's definite proof, the next move is to be able to control them. And so... You don't want right. to. You're, you're dead. You don't want to work for work for humans. <laughs> but I, I just people. The everything I've seen, even the same videos. I'll watch one, and they don't stick to that view. They mix all right, kinds right. of different views together. They'll have one oh, where they're right. like, like somebody said they got burned because the ghost doesn't want to be recorded, and then. They'll ask the ghost to do something, and then a door moves a little bit, and they're like, the ghost did that. I'm like, I thought the ghost did not want to be seen. It didn't want you recording, so it burnt this guy. Right. now it's moving a door. You can't have it both ways. No, you're right in that aspect. I mean, I do agree with that. I just, I personally believe just because of experiences I've had myself, not only with an investigation team, but like in places I've lived people's houses I've went to, you know, just stuff that's happened, you know, that's why I believe, you know, everybody has their own, you know, things that they do think is real and is, and that are not, so, you know. Micro, what do you think? That's a great question. I honestly <laughs> don't know. I mean, I, I'm kind of dipped and well-versed in the philosophical fuckery of what is it, so it's, it's kind of tough for me to figure out exactly whatever you want to call it a, a spirit a soul whatever it is the question is what is that thing and i think that's that's kind of the critical element here is if it's at the end of the day just electrical impulses in the brain that dissipate when we die uh, maybe it doesn't leave the zombie's body since it's still functioning at a rudimentary level and maybe so you could say that oh. the zombie's soul is still trapped in the body uh if it's not that if that's not the case and it's something else entirely then you very well could be right and we'll have zombies and ghosts and we'll be totally fucked (laughs) yeah i just i always wonder ghosts don't for the most part ghosts don't affect us so either 
and it might be stuck where the zombie be- dies. Well, well, the person died before it became a zombie, or it might be stuck with its body. And so as long as you're not around the zombies, you may not be bothered by the ghosts either. Ooh, that's yeah. a good point. That wouldn't that be a bitch if you died and turned into a zombie, but you're stuck as a ghost following that asshole around? I know. That would be crazy. I can't. I don't remember the name of the book right now, but there's a zombie novel I read that was similar to that. Really? A guy who was on death row because he had murdered a bunch of people. Then the doctor, uh, the mortician for the um, prison. Then he thought the guy was just going to be buried right on the prison grounds. And mm. so he had made some concoction that when he injected it into the guy, then it kept him aware and he became a zombie. And then the stuff that was inside of him would just eventually just eat itself up and, and eventually kill him with him being underground, dead, but knowing, but still being aware. Oh my god. And so, uh, last moment, then an aunt asked for his body to be buried in the family cemetery or with the rest of the family. And so that's how it started this little zombie apocalypse. So the zombies that were infected by him, they're completely aware of what's going on. But they can't do anything about it. And I think one of them was uh, had to experience attacking their own kids and their and his wife, if I remember correctly. And so he can't do anything about it and can't control it. And he sees this happening, and that's probably the scariest zombie I can imagine being. Oh yeah, because right. like, so they he still is like himself on the inside, but right, but he has no way to stop anything that he's doing like the urge to be a zombie is more than what his brain is letting him do it's like he's on a roller coaster ride the ride's doing its thing and it's his body is the is the car doing its thing and he's just sitting there can't help it it just has to see what goes on oh my god i would hate that you don't like a self-driving car self-driving body's just completely out oh yeah yeah, I had a big problem. I had well, I had a little problem with this book <laughs> because in what happens inside the story, then a hurricane happens at the same time. Oh, there's bad weather going on with the zombies, and which affects everything. But then one one of the main characters goes back to her uh, trailer that she lives in, and there's a buttload of zombies coming out of the trailers. I'm like, there's a hurricane warning. Part of the story involves all the people hiding out at the school, which is the, oh, the shelter. So why are all these people in their trailers when the hurricane's coming? Why didn't they evacuate? Well... And some of them were school kids, so they should have already been at the school. Right, right. It's just a minor story point that I had a little problem with. And I know there's a second one, and I read that one too that was pretty good. You have to let us know what book that is and the author. Maybe we can get in touch with him and or her and uh, have him on the show. I would read that, definitely. Yeah, I'll have to look it up and see if I can find it. I think I found it on the Amazon store. Alright, so you guys are anti-ghost. I get it. 
I'm not anti-ghost. I just have no goddamn clue. <laughs> I'd be, if I found credible proof, I'd be willing to believe it. Okay, well that makes sense to me. Like I said, I just I was curious about it because I've never heard anybody talk about that before. So I was like, hmm, maybe we can discuss this a little bit. But who knows? Yeah, love some uh, love some listener feedback on that. If you have an opinion, put it up on the page. We'd love to hear it. Yeah, I'll have to post something up on the page so that we can get some uh, stuff going on that. Let me see. Um, Michael Szymanski had a question for us. He wanted to know, what are you wearing when the Z-Pox starts? You want to start that out, Micro? Uh, Let's see. Jeans, boots, thick jacket, uh, not denim, denim's ugly, uh, leather, leather jacket, <laughs> leather jacket, because leather's probably going to be more, a lot more bite-proof than denim, and it's going to be a little bit more durable if it's taken care of properly. I agree. Maybe a hat, no, fuck hats, I don't like hats. <laughs> Alright, freak. Yeah, I'm about the same. Boots, jeans, I guess it depends on how uncomfortable I feel probably have on some um, long johns might give a little okay. bit little additional protection yeah. if you're bit on your yeah, legs that's true. it's like just okay. may have to take them off in the summer but have to, i'd have to see how i actually felt wearing them in the summer right yeah i might be able to put up with that <laughs> discomfort i'd probably like if we were already in the Z-Pock, I would probably wear something similar as well. Jeans, boots, just because boots are going to hold up a lot better than tennis shoes or, you know, any other kind of shoes like that. Um, jeans, definitely protection for your legs. I'm not going to be out prancing around some Daisy Dukes out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, again, with the shirt, you know, probably layered, just so if you do get warm, you can, you know, put on a shorter sleeve shirt or whatever. But, um, yeah. It, I think a long sleeve shirt that's just thinner would be better. Probably, probably. But I don't, I hate sleeves. You know, Eric hates hats. I hate sleeves. I mean, I, I'm wearing sleeves now, but that's because it's a little chilly outside. Normally, I'm in a tank top. That's just my normal thing. Like, you know, when he asked this question, you know, you had brought up, I wonder if he means what we would change into. Because it would definitely depend on what time of day and what day it was on what I was wearing when it started. You know, I, I don't want to be caught in the zombie apocalypse in my pajamas or anything. <laughs> or That would not I be good. I be caught at the beach. Or in the shower. <laughs> Running out in a towel, that would not be good. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think it'd be safer to be in the shower and the zombie apocalypse hits. You're at home. You have clothes you can put on. Yeah, that's true. If you're at the beach, there's tons of people around. You may not be able to get to your clothes as easily. That's true. That's true. God forbid it's a nude beach and then there's nothing to put on at all. Oh, let's hope not. Let's hope not. I don't have any beaches like that near me. But I live pretty much like a few blocks from the beach as it is. No, if it happened in the winter, it wouldn't be. you have the extra protection of your winter coat. Yes. I would go with, I think I would go with either, like, uh, Air, Micro said, um, leather or down, a down coat. One of the two. 
just to make sure you're extra warm. Anything that can fill up the zombie's mouth without touching your flesh. <laughs> I think even even the summer gloves might be good. Maybe some leather gloves. Yeah, you can get the fingerless ones so that you can still use your, your fingers to do stuff. Because, like, regular gloves, like, you can't do anything. Even the ones that are meant for you to be able to text in, they don't work. <laughs> you know which ones I'm talking about? They have the little thingies on the ends of the pads, and they don't work. Actually, that reminds me. Um, on the subject of gloves, one, a pair of gloves that might be worth having in the apocalypse. <clears throat> Any deli that you go to that has a, a meat slicer? The uh, the gloves that they give you to clean it while you're uh, while you're working on it are woven with Kevlar fiber. Oh yeah, I was thinking so Kevlar too. Yeah. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're not. I, I don't. I've never tried to bite them because they were awful. I don't know how how bite they are. But it's I could just see. I could see Eric walking into the deli, um, and he, you know, can I help you, sir? Yes, I'd like to bite your gloves. <laughs> I'm doing an experiment. I actually used to work at a deli. I'm pretty sure if I went in, they probably let me do it. <laughs> no, I agree. They would probably be very good to wear. They would be hot as hell. I know yeah. that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, they not, would be good. They're not overly bulky, either. They're, they look just like a regular pair of gloves. They're just woven with Kevlar. Yeah, I think the, oh, the carving gloves that I used to have to wear when I was in high school, then oh. I worked at a buffet, and I was a meat carver. Those... <laughs> Many times as that knife slipped and hit my hand, it's a good thing I was wearing those gloves. So that might work. It's basically just chainmail for your hands. Yeah, pretty you much. Know. You might need to find something you can put in for a little bit of cushioning. Because if the, somebody biting down on the chain link it probably could break the skin and slide her from the oh, zombies, yeah. could cause problems. That's true. That's true. Huh. I'm trying to think of any other like accessories that would be good to go with uh, the zombie apocalypse. You know, not not fashion-wise, but, you know, functional-wise. Yeah, I got a suit of um, leather mail, <laughs> leather armor in my closet, and it's like... Oh, you need to put that on. We want to see pictures of that. <laughs> would it really be effective in the apocalypse? It just protects probably, mostly my torso. But it would probably be heavy as hell to walk around with that thing on, too. No, it's not yeah. that bad. I've worn it to a couple of Renaissance festivals, so it's oh, not okay. too bad just to walk around in it. But it's it might slow me down just a little bit, but also it doesn't protect your arms, which is your extremities are the biggest problem you're gonna yeah, have. Yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah, I don't know how safe how how effective that would be in protecting me. So right, I think I'd stick with like a leather jacket or a heavy coat something to fill up their teeth how about some chaps would you wear some chaps in the apocalypse <laughs> maybe i knew he would say that i knew <laughs> it he thought about it i did think that about would, it. that would be funny if i could find him on my size it's very hard to find a 28 inch inseam in uh in chaps well you better find you a tailor in the apocalypse tailor of the dead i like it yes yes so let's see. So, Michael, I hope he answered your question. And uh, if you have any more, please post them up on our Facebook page. Um, usually sometime before Thursday, we post up, you know, a question. Or maybe we have a little game going on or something. And we really like some listener feedback. 
Uh, if you have any ideas for topics, please post them on the Facebook page as well. Um, okay, so what do you want to get into? The um, the little game we have going on with who would uh, fare better, or do you want to get into your news? Let's get into the uh, into the who would win who would win out first. Let's do that. All right. So two choices this week. In one corner, we've got your average run-of-the-mill secretary. <laughs> and on the other corner, we've got a meter maid, meter reader. I don't know what the technically correct term is, and I really don't give a damn, so meter maid. <laughs> wait, All wait, right. wait, meter maid as in checking the parking meters or meter reader coming to read your electric meter? I guess. Or maybe uh, any, I don't know. I'm thinking meter maid, like, checking the parking meters, but, I mean, either one. I can't imagine one having a significant advantage over the other. Well, that's what I thought you were talking about until you said meter reader, so... Yeah, I, I don't know what the what the technically correct term is, because I know there's male meter maids, meter master, I don't know. <laughs> meter master. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, that's a tough one. Secretary... She may have some high heels she can use as a weapon. And some of them can be deadly. I have some that are deadly just to wear. Um, <laughs> so I'm not sure, you know, she has a stapler. I don't know if that would do anything. Uh, meter Maid. They usually have those little smart cars now. That's what they have down here. They have those little smart cars that they drive around and check everybody's parking meter. So, I don't know. Meter maids are usually mean. <laughs> like, you see them on them shows where they're giving people tickets, and they're like, I don't give a damn, nah, 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 nah. You know? <laughs> well, depending on where, what city they're in, they might well, that's have true. protection. They oh, that's true. Or something, depending on where they live. Where that's they true. Right. I know around here, they one, they have no, they don't carry anything with them besides their, their pocketbook and a flashlight um i know and they don't uh, they don't have a vehicle so they hoof it the entire way around town so they're 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 pretty well suited to walking all damn day that's so a good that, point that could give them an edge now one thing that a secretary has going for them that the meter maid doesn't i have never known a secretary who did not have some sort of snack food in her in her oh drawer, that's so a good one i've never seen a meter reader with a with a cache of anything on them to, to snack on Okay. But I, I haven't really seen that many meter maids either, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> Try to think what other um, things the secretary would have. Um, she would probably have access to whoever her employer is, um, maybe higher up, like maybe a big warehouse or something like that. You know, if her boss got bit and he's a zombie now and the secretary, she may have access to buildings or other places that might help her to make it through the apocalypse. There you go. They're usually the uh, the gatekeeper to the medicine chest, too. Absolutely. I think that... I'd have to say the meter maid would probably survive longer. Just because she has no co-workers around her. Oh. The secretary... Oh. An office full of people. Right. More likely chance of people there being coming zombies... Than... In, I yeah, the meter maid's out in public, but she may have a car that she could get into and try to drive away if she if she encounters a zombie. Right. 
I think, well, with the secretary, again, it'll it'll depend on who she's a, tech, a secretary for. She could be a secretary of a police department or, you know, she could be a secretary in a, you know, a hospital. She could be, you know, it depends on where she's at, you know, and what, what resources she may have. So, I, I don't know. I'm kind of... I'm kind of leaning... She's been a secretary. Well, yeah, that's true, too. And meter maid gets more exercise. They do, they do. Uh, I don't know, but I keep leaning towards the secretary. I don't know. I'm trying to think of more pros for for the meter maid. I mean, yes, having the stamina to walk that that's going to be a big part of the apocalypse. Um, she might have more, you know, means to talk to people, you know, because she's outside with the public. Secretaries are kind of like, you know, just answering the phone and, you know, kind of put you on hold. <laughs> The meter maid's actually out there talking to people. She might, from walking around, know of better places to go and places to scavenge. So this is this is going to be a tough one. Personally, I think the meter maid's got it in the bag. If for no other reason, then she can have the zombie self-driving car impounded. <laughs> there you go. That's a good one. That's a good one. Freak, what do you think? Are you going? You're sticking with your meter maid? Yeah, I think just. Surviving longer, I think the meter maid has a better chance. There's like inside of a building that could potentially have tons of zombies in it. The secretary's not la- lasting very long. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. You know, even though it does depend on where she works, um, most places that have a secretary within a building that has several suites for different offices, so she she may be in trouble. Yeah. So I guess we're we're going with the meter maid this week. All right, meter maid. It was a pretty that was a pretty even matchup. But... Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I'm trying to think. Uh, and we said we said frat boy last year last week, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I can't so I, we'll have I, to... I think we just discussed. I don't think we ever came with a consensus consensus for the show. Right. So I mean, we could pick another one next week and uh, and revisit some of those if we wanted to, or uh, okay. come up with something new. If anybody's got uh, some ideas as, of other matchups that we should look at, throw them out I there. Think, We'd love to hear. I, I think that's a great idea. All right. All right, Micro, you had some uh, Living Dead Fest news. I do. the uh, The Living Dead Fest the for, the date for the festival has been formally announced. It's going to be October 9th through eleventh in Evans City. So details are a little bit a little bit sparse right now because it's just the very preliminary planning stages. But we're going to have updates for you as they come out, and if you want to follow along, you can join the Living Dead Festival Facebook page, and they're going to be co- uh, posting constantly as well as uh, fan content from uh, other festival goers going up all the time. Now, does this cost anything for you to get in? Do they have a ticket price or anything like that? Uh, ticket price hasn't been set yet. Last year, uh, I took just a, a one-day pass. I was only able to go for one day. It was $25 for that one day uh, to get through the gate, and that was uh, access to the entire the entire park where it was held. Uh, okay. I think for a three-day pass, which it started, it kicked off mid midday to early uh, early afternoon on Friday, and then went Saturday, and then wrapped up Sunday afternoon. I think that was a like a sixty, uh, fifty-five or sixty-dollar ticket. It was a reduced price if you did all three days. That's not had, bad. No, not at all. And they had 
a pretty good smattering of, of events throughout the entire uh, entire festival. The uh, the highlight, of course, was the rededication of the Evans City Chapel on Saturday morning. Right. So, and that that's that was a, a beautiful thing. And they had George Romero there. He had a chance to to speak. He wasn't signing any autographs that day, but he was getting uh, pictures taken. So did you get did you get to ask him any questions? Uh, no, because I sat down next to him for my picture, and I completely forgot how to do anything. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Starstruck. So, it, I mean, it was that getting my picture taken with him and getting to shake his hand, that was a highlight of my of my life to this point. Oh, yeah, definitely. I would, like, love to meet him. And I would probably do the same thing. I probably would be like, uh, uh, uh. So, I mean, you had, you had all, the other, all the other big actors there. You had Judith O'Day. You had the Strong right. Brothers. You had... Everybody on set, you know, it was just like any other festival or convention. You you want their autographs, you're going to pay for those, so that's right. additional cost. But one of the biggest, the food, the food vendors that they had there were excellent. They have, some, for some reason, Evans City Corn is a thing. It, I, I don't know why. It's it's something that they're very famous for, as well as a, a festival favorite. It's called, uh, no, I'm not going to say what it's called because I will butcher it, and I don't want to do that at the injustice, but it's... Uh, it's a cabbage and rice dish, and it's it's absolutely delicious. They, mm. they do it just for this uh, for this festival, and it's it's incredible. Do they have funnel cake? I don't recall if they did or not. They better get funnel cake. I love funnel cake. <laughs> but they, I mean, they had good food. There's other restaurants in town if you wanted to take a wander around. They, of course, have the the Living Dead Museum there, uh, which, of course, the timeline that stretches around the entire store was done by none other than Torres. Oh yes. So it's it's a great anybody who's reasonably within the area even if it's make it make a long weekend trip take it take a day off work go for the long weekend you won't be disappointed they they do a great job it's it's worth going to absolutely yeah i'm disappointed i didn't get to make it up to evan city i just i wanted to just drive it because it's about an hour away from pittsburgh and i was i was gonna go there and then i was like it started raining and i was like ah. If I went up there, it would have been good for me, but like I said, the kids, one of them was getting a cough, and I didn't want him to be out in the rain, because he, he would have been the one that wanted to be out of the car during that part. Right. But, I don't think you'll be disappointed if you if you end up waiting to go to Evan City until the festival, because it's the atmosphere of having a bunch of other fans up there at the same time right. to, to check things out. It's really, it's something special. Yeah, I definitely I definitely want to do that, and I'll, I'll try to start making plans for that now, and if you're going to go, let me know. And we can try to meet up there at some point. Oh, I will. I will be there. I don't care if I have to call in dead to work. I'll be there. <laughs> I might have to do the same thing. All right. So um, let me see what else we have on our agenda here. You got? So, oh, we got uh, more. We're alive coming up. Yes. Uh, oh, have, awesome! Uh, for for those of you who don't know, We're Alive. The original core series consisted of four seasons, and that the four season arc is wrapped up. What uh, Casey Whalen and the rest of the production crew have done is started to work on what's called Tales from We're Alive, and that's going to be other stories within the We're Alive universe that didn't quite fall into the main story. And the first one is they're working on it. They're looking at, I believe they said the script is looking at about being six hours right now, and it's called uh, We're Alive Lockdown. Oh, and cool. it's going to be the story from inside the Twin Towers prison, which... Not to not to dig too deeply in for those of you who might not have listened, but there's a prison that plays a huge role in in the fourth and final season of the of the program. So it's there. They've uh, announced plans to launch a Kickstarter campaign. This is going to be 
a major undertaking for them. And the more the more funds they're able to raise, the more quality they're going to put into the pro the project. Which nothing nothing they do is going to be of poor quality. But the more money that they're able to raise, the more extraordinary it's going to be. So we'll uh, we'll continue to post about this. If you're a we're a live fan, throw a few bucks their way because it's going to do nothing but make it better. Yeah, that I absolutely love that radio drama. I mean. It was like every day I was listening to as many episodes as I was, you know, able to until I was caught up. And then when I was caught up, I, like, could not wait for the next week to come out. Yeah, right, right. We're Live is awesome. It is. We're Live is good. I, I listen every every summer. I go through and I re-listen, and I'm about, I'll, I'll be about due to, to start going the, the entire way through here in about a month. Yeah, I probably should re-listen to that, too, especially if they're going to do this this other project that way you're you're caught up on you know maybe a little part you might have missed out on or something like that oh yeah and you you find a new detail every single time you go through without oh i'm sure all right so i've got uh, one more little piece of news and it's just uh something real quick good news for the iZombie fans out there the uh the ratings for uh the mid-season of uh, what the shows that are on right now is coming through and as of now, season two for iZombie seems pretty likely. It's all all but done. It's, uh, it's oh, not been officially awesome. announced, but the rating, despite uh, the fact that it's coming right after the Flash, people are staying tuned in, and it's it's pulling a really strong number for uh, all things considered. So I mean, you can you can look it up online. They've got all sorts of data and geeky com and sweeps uh, sweeps sweeps week. There we are sweeps week numbers to uh, to back it up. But it's looking very good at uh, having season two come up. I'm so excited. That that show is really good. It really is taking off. I I didn't expect it to be nearly as good when it started out and it's it it's very very good. I I'd say it personally, I think it's probably better than uh Z Nation. Well, I did not like Z Nation at all, so I'm going to agree with you there. <laughs> I just I could not get into that show at all. I just didn't like it. This one is different, you know, you don't have the same kind of zombie stuff as you do in everything else. It's just something new and and fresh. Yes. Which is what we need. Fresh zombies. Fresh zombies. <laughs> so, oh, I was telling you guys earlier before we started recording, I went and met um, Jamie Kennedy tonight from, I don't know if you've seen Malibu's Most Wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cut a few other movies that he did, but, oh my God, when he came out, it, you know, they had another comedian before him, and then he came out and he kept, like, saying all the stuff within his jokes that, like, you know, me, my mom, and my sister went. So the, he said something about Pittsburgh when he came out, and I was like, <laughs> "Whoa!" Then he starts talking about the Grimm's fairy tales, which my maiden name is Grimm, so I'm related to them. <laughs> so when my mom and my sister and I are looking at each other, and of course, you know, my grandmother just passed away, and um, he like talks about my, you know, my grandmother wants to be put in the ocean. So he's talking about the ocean, and then like every single little joke he had. Like, had something to do with something that was going on in our life. Well, the main thing was, he started saying something about a donut shop. And <laughs> my mom's family had owned this donut shop in Pittsburgh for years and years and years, and it recently got sold, And because uh, my uncle had passed away. Um, and a couple days after my grandmother passed away last week, the donut shop had a van drive right into it, like is got a big hole in it now and jamie kennedy had thought something to my mother like we're they put us right up front like i was right next to the stage it was like 
every time he walked over, I was like, please don't joke me for anything. You know, you know how comedians pick on certain people in the audience? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he comes over and he starts talking to my mom and um, asking her about donuts and then a donut shop. And she's like, yeah, we, we actually had a donut shop. And he's like, are you serious? And she's like, yeah. So, he, you know, he talks to her for a few more minutes and then he goes on with his, his spiel and everything. And uh, then this other lady starts yelling stuff from the back of the audience, like towards the end of the show. You know, like we have show notes. He has show notes when he's up on stage. So he went over and peeked at his show notes to make sure he didn't forget anything. And uh, this lady's yelling out stuff. So he's, like, going back and forth with this lady, like, the last, like, ten minutes of the show. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. You want to talk so much, you go ahead. And he's waiting for this lady to say nothing, something, you know, smart or whatever. She was just being a total jerk, really. And then she yells out, D's nuts. <laughs> and he's looking at her like, okay. Classic. And, um, yeah. So, anyways, we, um, he finishes the show and everything. It was really funny. And, um, you could go out and get pictures taken with him and stuff. And then he had his book and he has a DVD and stickers and all that. Of course, you gotta pay for it. So, we go up and we're in line. And he go, we get up there and he's like, oh, the donut lady. Talking to my mom. And, um,. The lady, the D's nuts ladies, right behind us, right, and she's talking all this shit behind me, and I'm like, oh my god, I want to turn around and punch this lady right in her face, because the guy's, you know, giving my mom attention, and really, he talked to her more than he talked to any other person in line, so we all get our pictures taken with him, and he, I guess my mom had mentioned something about something he had said, and he, she's like, yeah, we came to the show tonight because my mother passed away. And he was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry to hear that. And he gives her one of his books autographed. <laughs> he, like, gave it to her, and he's like, don't tell anybody. So the lady behind me, she keeps on talking shit because we're, like, taking too long, I guess. And, um, you know, she's like, well, she's the donut lady. Well, I'm the D's nuts lady. And I was going to turn around, and I was going to say, can you put him in your mouth or something? Because we're tired of hearing you. We're tired of listening to you. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, wait your damn turn. But he was he was really cool, and I just I just wanted to put it out there that if anybody gets a chance to see him do his stand-up show, it's really worth it. Yep. So next week, what do we want to, um, do we want to do a movie next week? So that we have a, maybe something we can get everybody involved in? Well, I'm thinking we have three episodes of iZombie to talk about. Oh, yeah. Well, we do, we do, but, you know, just in case, maybe we should have a have a movie. I'm the only one that's behind on iZombie. <laughs> <laughs> so I could probably squeeze a movie in, too. What if we were did uh, 68 Romero, Night of the Living Dead? Oh, hell yeah. That would be perfect. Nothing like the, nothing like the classics. Yeah, we could definitely do that. Sound good? So Sunday Watch night, what, try to watch that together? Yeah, we yeah. can do that. And that one's going to be easy, because anybody who wants to, even if they don't have Netflix, it's the, everyone, I'm sure, knows the, the license on it has lapsed, so you can find it on YouTube. You can find it on uh, most any website has, has it somewhere. Plus, um, I know I have several of those um, compiled zombie movies that you buy at Walmart for like $5. I have it on like three of them. I mean... They put it on, like, all of those zombie movies, because 
Yeah, so you can get it on any one of those, too. So if you're bored or you're out grocery shopping, stop off and into your little electronics section in Walmart, and you can get you a copy. <laughs> I don't remember the podcast, but there was, used to be a video podcast that showed that played uh, different old movies, and that was one of them it had. Oh, that's really cool. We need a video podcast. If I can find that, then I'll have to I'll link it to the to the page. Okay, sounds good. And I remember years ago I had a VHS that came with Night of the Living Dead, and then the parody Night of the Living Bread. Night of the Living what? Bread. I have not I seen, have not seen not this. <laughs> Basically, it's the people running around scared, having pieces of bread thrown. At them. <laughs> Wow. That sounds like something from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Love that movie too. <laughs> Don't they throw yeah, toast? I've never, never I've never been to a live showing of that one. I that's on my bucket list. I've always wanted to go to it to one of the uh, one of the midnight showings. Yeah, we have it here. We have a little a little theater here that does it, but I have never never went. Need to do that too. I went for just about every weekend for at least five, six years. Oh my gosh. Are you allowed to tell us anything? That's where I got the nickname Freak. <laughs> oh. 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 Well, I have seen the movie, but I haven't went there and seen it at a theater where everybody where dresses up. <laughs> Did you dress up like what's-his-face Tim Curry? No. <laughs> but I did... Uh, for a while there, when I first started going, then we had a group that would perform in front of the of the screen, right? As the movie went along, and so one time, then I took the part of Rocky. Oh! <laughs> Does anybody out there have any pictures of this? <laughs> I don't think anybody has any pictures of that, but I'm sure I know some people have pictures of me in the speedo running around out there just because. Please keep those to yourself. <laughs> no, if I can find it, that's become my profile pic. Oh my god, I'm deleting you. Christ alive. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, on that note, you can find us at www.facebook.com backslash zombieholics, and that's one word and all capital letters. You can find me at Freak5Chaos on Twitter, and... I think tonight I'll plug um, Mouthy Broadcast. Oh, good um, one. If you enjoy listening to Women with Foul Mouths. <laughs> and who doesn't, really? Yeah, really. <laughs> no, they're, they're, that is a really good podcast. I've, I'm actually really behind on theirs. I used to listen to it like every single time it came out, but I've got so many podcasts on my list, it's ridiculous. By the way, I did get caught up on quite a few on the way home from Pittsburgh because and it my car was so quiet. My kids were so bored because I wasn't listening to music. I made them listen to podcasts all the way. Eight <laughs> hour drive. Yep. It's good for them. It was good for them. It was good for me. No fighting. No, he's on my side of the seat. <laughs> <laughs> About a month ago then, I, me and the kids drove to Alabama one day, picked up a friend of ours who was moved back to Des Moines, drove back. And so I had downloaded a bunch of the old Superman radio show. And there's a podcast that puts, who puts that out. And so I thought, well, the kids will like this. And unlike a lot of what I listen to in podcasts, it's kid-friendly. 
Right. So the next day, then, I think it was near the end of the night when we were almost there, and then I had switched over to a history podcast I've been listening to. So the next day we're on the road, and I put on Superman, and they're like, we don't want to listen to this. I'm like, do you want to listen to this or the history podcast? And they chose the history podcast. Oh, that's cool. Yep. I found that my kids my kids are more interested in stuff if they've actually, like, heard about it at school. Like, yeah, you know, there's certain stuff that they saw in Pittsburgh this weekend that was stuff that they had learned about in school, and they were really into, like, going and reading, like, the little plaques and stuff that were by things. Because they had heard of it before, so they were they were pretty interested in the history part of, of you know where our family's from. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, one of my sons woke up like midway through the drive, and I was listening to Zombie Life podcast, and they were doing a little uh, paranormal you know discussion, some ghost stories and stuff. And um, you know he gets up, he was sound asleep, and he's like do you have any more podcasts like this? And I'm like, well, I have all different kinds of podcasts. You know, it depends. You don't always know what they're going to talk about. You just got to listen to them and then see what they say. And he was like, well, I really like this one. So, you know, he, he was interested in the ghost stories, so it just depends. Well, if you're interested in ghost stories, you should let him listen to um, Jim Harold's Campfire. Oh, okay. I might have to check that out. He started the podcast. He had one podcast that started out that was just paranormal topics. He's, yeah, and I think that's still going on. I can't remember the name of it right now, off the top of my head, but he interviews people who put out books on paranormal topics. Oh, okay. And he had a second podcast that came spawned off of that with people calling in with their personal stories about ghosts right. and anything else. And that's entirely what the Campfire uh, Tales is about, is just their stories. Oh, cool. I'm, I'm going to have to check that out for real. Yeah, I think he's put out a couple books also. Yeah. I'll post yeah. a link to... I'll post a link to that on our page also. Sweet. Alright. Sounds good. Alright, so does that pretty much do it for us? Micro, where can we find you? Do you have any plugs? I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, you, you can find me on Twitter at EDA14. You can find me on Untapped, same place, EDA14. And I started experimenting with chat, with Snapchat. I don't get it yet, but I'm trying to. <laughs> and you can find me on there. That's Eric with a K, 1990. That's Eric, E-R-I-K, with a K, 1990. Awesome. Sounds good. Yeah, I, I tried the Snapchat. I don't get it either. I, I, this must I be deleted it. Like, for old people to try things like Twitter, I don't. I loved. I love Twitter, and I, I know people that just don't understand it. And this is. This has to be what they feel like, and I understand now. Well, that's kind of how I feel like with Twitter. So I guess I'm an old person who don't understand Twitter. <laughs> I have no. Twitter, and oh, and our Twitter is um, at ZMB Anonymous, and you can you know post things up there and. Let us know, you know, if you're an author, or comic book writer, illustrator, anything like that. Anything zombie, horror, pop culture, you know, related. Please let us in on it and we can have you on the show or we can at least, you know, plug your work. Um, trying to think. I have, you know, my personal Twitter. I don't know if it's under my whole name or if it's under just my maiden name. So I'll, I'll, I'll check on that and next week I'll throw my Twitter up there as well. Told you I'm behind the times with the Twitter. 
<laughs> all righty. Well, I guess I will see all of you next week. Yep. Have a nice week, everybody. You too. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.